2: This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com.
3: It's a Wednesday, week eight, officially in the books. That was scary with the Browns to the Bengals on that Monday Night Football game. Was a little Halloween trick right there. Yeah. Week nine coming at us like a freight train. Houston, Philly, Thursday Night Football coming up. Before we get into the week nine action, though, it's time for our week nine edition of Steelers Standard. Power Rangers. As always, yep, we like to start with our teams that just didn't quite make the cut, or the highly technically termed JDQMTC. Yep. You want to go first or me? Well, you are always all over the place with your JDQMTC. Three teams, five teams, two teams, one. I got teams, three no teams. teams. I got three teams. You got three teams. I'll just give you my five teams, and then I'll say
1: I like how we do this because you do more. I'll say how many of yours I have,
3: starting from descending order. So okay. team right on the edge of top ten. All the way down to number 15 for me. I got the New York Giants mm. as my first team in the JDQMTC, wow. followed by. So they're number 11. They're number 11. Okay. okay. Followed by the New York Jets, the okay. other New York team. Okay. Both teams suffering losses this yep. week. Then I got the Falcons. Okay. I the like leaders that. of I like your that. NFC like South. If you're winning the NFC South, you're I, in the you, are. you are in the top 15. You are. Then I got the Chargers who were idle this week, but they're four and three. Yeah, and they're the seven seed as yeah. it stands right now. And then I got the Patriots sneaking in there, wow. at number fifteen. Oh, they're four and four. They just beat the Jets. They're sniffing around the Chargers for that seven seed. They are. I got the Patriots sneaking into the JDQMTC. They
1: were my MTC just a little bit ago, uh, just two weeks ago. Uh, I understand uh, they did win against the Jets, but are the Jets for real? If they're
3: thirteen straight games. Against the Jets, that the Did they've won. won. Okay, it's Zach Wilson throwing the ball. It's it, was just it hasn't been Zach Wilson for thirteen straight games. I get that, but it was it was a
1: okay. Who was better than Zach Wilson who's throwing the ball? No one. Yeah, but right.
3: It's more. I think it's more on the shoulders of Belichick just <laughs> just owning owns that franchise. One specific yeah. team, and it's the Jets. All
1: right, for mine, I have. I'll also go from eleven to thirteen. Number eleven, I got the New York Giants, just like you do in the exact same spot. If they would have won that game in Seattle, they'd probably have been my number four. They would have been in the top five, <laughs> yeah, for, me. for yeah. sure. Uh, number twelve, I got the Cincinnati Bengals, bad loss. I, I mean, I put them
3: completely out. You like did. I saw say, that.
1: Yeah. Or I noticed that. I mean, it's not
3: just losing you, to Cleveland in Cleveland rivalry game. That you got blown happens. out. You got waxed yeah. by Jacoby Brissett. I mean, like, no,
1: no, Jamar Chase. So,
3: I saw someone say do that more. what Kirk Cousins is to one PM games. Jacoby Brissett is to prime time games. His record of numbers on Primetime really? is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, a bad trick for the Cincinnati Bengals to be pulled uh on that Monday night game. Such an aesthetic, had- aesthetically pleasing game with the uh with the, the orange and black, yeah. yeah. They yeah. had the chance to just run away with the division. I, I thought so too, and I thought this was gonna be their launching point. Like I thought they were gonna win like six straight games here. Nope. And they, they just happened. got destroyed. It might have been their worst game of the year, honestly. Yeah, you could say that. You could the, say, and all the other losses, Burroughs kind of had him there at the end. Yeah, right. They I were. Mean, they should they have been done done half time in this game. Should have beaten Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was over.
1: And then my number thirteen team, also, I believe you had them at the same spot, the Atlanta Falcons.
3: Yep, the Atlanta yep, Falcons. There you go. So, Look, you,
1: all three. Agree. Even if I don't. No, believe- no, I'm sorry. I like, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I like eleven and I like thirteen. I don't love what twelve did
3: this week. If you are going to be winning a division by week nine. You're going to be in our top 15 at least, or top 13. Yeah, yeah like you have to. Even if we don't believe in the especially Falcons, especially because you have to put them in.
1: now at this point, because I don't know where you had them last week, but I know for me, I didn't have, for the last couple of weeks, actually, I'm looking at it, Tampa Bay in my top 10 or my JDQ MTC. If
3: we went to 20, I don't know if I'd have Tampa Bay right now. Wow. They are in a free fall. Yeah, they, they really think are. Think about this like their one win over their recent stretch of losing. Came on a game against the Falcons where Grady Jarrett did not rough the passer, right. and that kind of drive was allowed the to reps. continue. Like yep. they, it could have been a lot dire than it is for the Buccaneers right now. All right. Well, speaking of teams that you gotta give respect to, just because they're winning their division this late in the year. Huh? Although I kind of give respect to them just based on the way they look. Anyway, my number ten team, the Seattle Seahawks. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Geno Smith is throwing some beautiful yeah. footballs. I mean, the spirals are tight. They're right in receiver's breadbaskets as long as Lockett can actually catch it. Uh, he wins by double digits against the 6-1 Giants team this week. It's to the point now where I look at Seattle and I say, if they have a home game, good luck to whoever's going in and trying to win that game. Uh, one of the best can't home win field Seattle. yeah, Especially when they're a decent team. Like, maybe if they're a bad team, you struggle there, Mm -hmm. but you still pull it out. I think they're good this year. That becomes a very tough place to play automatically. You got to assume they're going to get like what, six, seven wins just at home? Just because of the effort, yeah. like I mean, you, you they, just the they just at beat the Giants. They just beat a
1: one-loss Giants team at home, so and they I,
3: blew them out. I think you get a lot of wins at home. You get a couple on the road. All of a sudden, bada bing, bada boom. You're ten mm-hmm. and seven, and you're going to the playoffs. I, I'm very impressed with this team across the board, and I think they got a quarterback now. Like I, 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 I wonder if they're looking at their draft process now, and they're saying, do we try to sign Geno Smith to like a four-year, not. Amazingly expensive, but also not cheap contract somewhere in the middle. Have him be our guy and then just build around him with all of our draft capital because, like, you know, they were going into the season with all the draft picks they got from Denver and they're saying to themselves, We're going to be bad. We're going to pick in the top five scouts. I want you at every Alabama game. Mm -hmm. I want you at every Ohio State game. I want you at every Kentucky game. All these big three quarterbacks, Levis, Young, Stroud, I want you watching them like a hawk all year because one of these guys is going to be in a Seattle uniform. Like, do they now sit in their meetings and go, "Well, we can burn all the tape we got on Stroud, Young, and and uh, Levis because we kind of have our quarterback now. Let's go look for some linemen. Let's go look for some other playmakers."
1: I understand the logic because of how good of a season he's having, but do I believe that it's going to last for more than a season? I'm not sure. Like, <clears throat> but it's <clears throat> tough. In like the he, and if the annals the... of history for the Seattle Seahawks, right? They'll look back at the 2022 season saying everybody wrote us off. Parting ways with Russell Wilson. Everyone thought we'd be one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in football. Getting rid of Bobby Wagner. Also to the Rams, a division rival. Who, by the way, having his worst season of his career, uh, Bobby Wagner is. And now, even if they don't make a, a big playoff push, they're in the running for that division winner. I mean, I know... I know San Fran has the potential, especially with McCaffrey, to pull away at the end, but they're up there. I mean, we're halfway through the season, and they're leading that division at, with a 5-3 and three record uh, with a one-game lead over San Francisco. Uh, I don't I don't think they've played each other yet, either.
3: Have they not? I thought they did. I thought San Francisco beat them. The Niners? And, and no, they have, they have yet not played to play. Yet. So, they have two games. That favors the Niners, in my mind, though because I think they're going to win head to head.
1: Oh wait, have they played each other already?
3: Oh, Jacob. Yes, the Niners won in week
1: 2. I'm trying Sorry to tell about you that. that. Yeah. Sorry, they won it one against in week 2, but okay, you still have a one game lead and you get to play them one more time. I I like the Seahawks, but and they're going to look back this season probably pretty highly just because of how much everyone wrote them off, but it might come back to 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 bite them just because you could have done the normal NFL thing. Just punt it on the year, get your quarterback you know could be the guy for the next 10, 15 years, rather than just go with Geno Magic for one or maybe even two seasons and that'd be that. But I like where they are right now. I agree with you. Your number 10 team? My number 10 team, I got the Baltimore Ravens, the first team. Wow. Uh, the only team, rather, in my top 10 from the AFC North. Baltimore Ravens at 10. Uh... What can you say about them? They beat a bad Tampa Bay team. It was a Thursday night game, so even less time for Tom Brady at the ripe old age of 45 to really recuperate and get his body ready for a game. Sure, it was in Tampa, but again, I mean, Tampa is just really, really bad this year.
3: It, it, it.
1: This could be Tom Brady's last year of his NFL career, and because... It's just not operating well. They're, they're averaging so few points. I mean, we talk, we complain here in Pittsburgh how few points the Steelers put up on offense. Yep. The Tampa Bay offense really is struggling. Defense is doing a good enough job to keep things kind of close, but that offense really just does not do that team any favor. So good for Baltimore to get a win, especially, I always say this, it's always a great feeling when you can win and the division rival loses. And guess what happened, Tom? The Ravens now, because of that, because of those final results, now sit alone in first place in the AFC North. Five and three, Bengals four and four. Yeah, and I think Lamar looked really good against the By the, the way,
3: my number nine team, I got the Seattle Seahawks.
1: So, well, there you right go. around.
3: My number nine team, I got the San Francisco 49ers. Wow. Yeah. Number nine. Yep. Behind them in the division, but just ahead of them in my power rankings. I have a feeling this team is going to rocket up these power rankings the next Guess couple of weeks. Guess
1: what? they rocketed up mine this season.
3: <laughs> I was troubled trouble to do that just because they lost to the Falcons, then they got blown out by the Chiefs. And I know that Christian McCaffrey was barely a part of the team for two days by the time the Chiefs game rolled around. And then he finally got a week's worth of prep under his belt. And look at what happens. He looks like the best player in football again on offense. So I I think it's coming for them. But that loss to the Falcons is still just sticking in the back of my head. And I know the Falcons are a little bit better than everybody expected them to be. And it was in Atlanta. But still, I I just didn't shoot them as high up my board because of that. But I, I, I I really do believe what I say when I think they're the second best team in the NFC on paper right now, if healthy. So expect them to continue a rise up this ranking week after week.
1: That's fair. Like I said, my number nine team, the Seahawks, so we just spent a lot of time talking about them. So your number
3: eight team? The Miami Dolphins. Wow. Also another team that kind of shot up the boards for me. Welcome back to the top ten, Miami. You were as high as like number three or two, I think, at one point early this season. I'm
1: looking at mine and you I believe they were number two for me in week four. You
3: fell heading into week four. You fell all the way down. To the JDQMTC, even maybe a little bit out of it after two is concussion. Oh, problems, yeah, absolutely. Two is healthy now. The team's healthy. You are all the way back on track. You have the best one two punch at the wide receiver position in the league. Uh, I don't think you can debate that right now, but no, two of them are top no, five in not receiving even close. yards. Did uh, you see Tyreek Hill's on pace to break Calvin Johnson's single season record, by the I way? Did not. For most receiving yards in a season? No. I mean, talk about Cooper Cup last year and now what Tyreek's doing this year. Just historic seasons <laughs> from wide receivers. Uh, and back to back years so I, I I love what miami looks like when they're healthy that offense you they were down double digits twice against Detroit in that game and they erased them both it didn't matter to them no lead is safe against an offense like that they might not be there yet because they still need a little bit of that seasoning on the meat but their bills chiefs good as far as that offense looks potential wise they look have the look of a team that hangs 40 on yet any given day
1: yeah, I mean, it's a great offense, Tom.
3: And we talk about the importance
1: of Tua Tagovailoa. It is, he is, <clears throat> I know he's not having like the best season ever, but I, I, again, I always look at value for MVP. He might be the most valuable piece to a team this year.
3: Tua? Tua. Just seeing the drop off with Teddy yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Skyler Thompson in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good. But that's
1: why I put Jalen Hurts at number one.
3: Because well, I wonder what the Eagles would look like with Gardner Minshew having exactly to three games for them. Exactly, your number eight team.
1: My number eight team. I have. Let me look. I was looking back I under history. Remember. That's
3: how much you care about this. I have
1: the team now that's won five games in a row. I believe the second longest <laughs> oh, win streak, only only behind the Philadelphia Eagles. I got the Tennessee Titans on my number eight team. Yeah, yeah. I have raves. Not just it's it's Derrick Henry. You you beat, it's Raves and Henry. You play Houston and you expect to put up fifty points. They won that game seventeen to ten. But guess what, Derrick? They won did? that game
3: seventeen to three. Really, that was yeah, a it was a garbage time. time. Whatever,
1: Derrick Henry just ran all over them. Two hundred yards again. They threw the ball ten times. Well, for for a good reason. Malik Willis was was playing six quarterback. for ten with an
3: interception. They threw the ball yeah. ten
1: times. You remember when everyone was saying, "Oh, the Steelers should have." taking Malik Willis over.
3: Well, let's not talk crap about other rookie quarterbacks just yet. <laughs> we, have, we have a while to go with our own here. But, yeah, and, but, mean, but, they, but they hit him
1: way more than the Steelers You are knew where picking. the ball was going. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill was out way before that game started. You knew where the ball was going, and they still could not stop him. My favorite stat, four straight games now, I think,
3: where Henry's had over 200
1: yards against, against the, the Texans. <laughs> and now you— that's that was the one I brought up to the table last or on Monday, and the one you brought up on Monday was he's now tied with OJ and Adrian Peterson for most two hundred yard games ever. He'll break that,
3: Oh, of course. They play, they play the Texans again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number seven for me. I got that AFC North team that you had a okay. pick or two back. I okay. got the Baltimore Ravens. That's fair. That's a Good spot for them. I don't think anything impressed them about their win, impressed me about their win against Tampa Bay, other than the fact that Lamar didn't turn the ball over and that Lamar looked explosive again. Uh, you're going to beat Tampa Bay. Uh, the yeah. way that Tampa Bay is operating you right need now, to. Yeah, you have to beat them if you're a team like the Ravens. So they took care of business on the road, but the way that Lamar looked while taking care of business gives me a little bit more confidence. And the Ravens' defense hasn't really been Ravens' defense no, it lately. But now you, now have, you have Roquan Smith, mm-hmm. I think that's going to change things there. So I think that they did a massive upgrade defensively in the trade deadline, and if Lamar starts to capture some of that magic, starts to return to some of that form that we saw at the beginning of the year, they'll be right there as far as the uh, the contenders of the contenders are. You know that tier right below the top two Chiefs and, and Bills.
1: Yeah, I mean it needs. I mean to steal a term from Mike Tomlin, it needs a spark because, as you said, it has not been very Ravens esque uh, through the first couple of weeks. The defense, you mean? The defense yeah. yeah,
3: and kind of the, the offense. offense has struggled a bit too. Yeah.
1: Uh but. I understand. I mean, I had them at number ten, so putting them at number seven isn't too high up for me. You're gonna hate. You're gonna absolutely hate where I'm gonna go with my number seventeen. At number seven, I have the Minnesota Vikings. It's way too. low.
3: It's way too low. They're seven and one. Like it's the Minnesota Vikings. They're seven and one. It's the same thing we're saying with like the Seahawks, where you just have to give them credit. Like they're seven. I get that, one. but the
1: Seahawks are beating teams that we have toward the top 10 in the top 10. The Vikings, over the past couple of weeks, have beaten the Cardinals. They beat the Dolphins without Tua. They beat the Bears. They beat the Saints. They beat the Lions. And then you have the loss against
3: the Eagles. I mean, they're beating everybody they should beat. And they're 6-1, and one, excuse me, not 7-1. I forgot they had the bye. But... They're but beating, their wins on the they beat the Packers. Those aren't listen, good teams. Listen, But the Vikings lose those games all the time. Usually, great. And they're not anymore. I have to give them credit for winning. Okay, where you're so this to week, win. this week,
1: they play Washington. You Should win that. It's it's in Washington, but
3: you should win that game still. It's a battle the, of five hundred teams. The, the next week, the next week, you play in Buffalo. And then you've got the Cowboys at home, and then a tricky game at home against the well, Patriots I'm just on looking Thanksgiving. At that. Night. Okay, you can
1: you can say all you so want after, about the games down the line, but I'm just looking well, at that. I'm just saying that game. after
3: the Commanders game, you've got three tough ones.
1: Yeah. Okay. I, I'm I'm just saying those two really to me stick out the back to back Bills and Cowboys.
3: Okay, they're going to lose to the Bills, but but yeah. no one I'm like you're going to come in here and you're going to be like, oh, the Vikings got blood... It's the freaking Bills. I like won't knock him out. I won't knock him out of my top 10 for sure. Seven solo. All right, number six for me. You don't even want... Okay, we'll talk, what, about, what we'll talk about more of the Vikings when they're number one later You on hate the you. Vikings. I mean, that's... What else is there to talk about? Number six for me, <laughs> Tennessee Titans. Okay. I like it. You, you got to put some respect on a five-game winning streak. You know I love streak. these Titans. Yeah, I know. You got to put respect on a five-game winning streak, but you don't have to put respect on a six-and-one record. No, okay, I, got I, it. No. But... I think that they're just winning. The- uh,
1: I did because I put Minnesota ahead of Tennessee. They, so you're welcome.
3: They're winning games, like you just said a couple of minutes ago, the exact way you think Tennessee's going to win a game. Henry's going to run for a billion yards, and they're going to play stingy defense, and they're going to just grind out a disgusting 17-10 to 10 result. They'll win the AFC South, I think, going away now. Yeah.
1: I think they're clear- Especially Indian- Indianapolis just lost to Washington this week too, right? So.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they're clearly at home. They're clearly the best team in the division in my mind. And as it stands right now, they're the two seed right behind the Buffalo Bills. Uh, mm. A little bit of a tiebreaker going on where they have the edge on the Chiefs. But Sunday Night Football this week is Tennessee at Kansas City. Mm. If the Titans go into Kansas City and ground out a game, and I'm not saying win, but say they lose like, 34-30. to 30. You put a little bit more respect on the Titans game, name Absolutely. even more and say, you know what, maybe this team can win a playoff game or two and not just win the South and then bow out in the first I'll round. I'll do one better. <coughs> Whoa. If the game, if the final score is something like 24-20,
1: to 20, you hold that Kansas City offense a little bit back,
3: i put even more respect on it. On, on Tennessee's name. Well, I guarantee you the game plan's going to be run the hell out of Henry yes. and keep Mahomes on the sidelines. Yeah. So we'll see how that plays out. Can't turn the ball over either. Not the best when you have Tannehill potentially returning. Or Willis. Or Willis. It so a lot of turnovers coming from those quarterbacks. Your number 16.
1: My number 16, I have the Miami Dolphins. So I think this is a fair spot to put them. They were in my JDQ MTC last week, so it's a big spike, but I think the spike is necessary. They've now won two games in a row with Tua. We know they're 5-0 on the season when Tua starts and finishes a game for them. That offense, as you mentioned, could be historic with Tyree Kill, and now maybe got a little bit better because of Jeff, Jeff Wilson added to that running back room. Clearly, the season started off with Chase Edmonds being RB1, and Mike McDaniels quickly learned that Raheem Mostert, was a much better fit for that offense than Chase Edmond, and it didn't take very long for Mosser to become RB one. But now with the addition of Jeff Wilson, I could see it as <clears throat> Chase Edmond's falling down to RB three, just because Jeff Wilson, super speedy running back, and that's exactly what Mike McDaniel's wants more speed for his offense. So I could see not only Jeff Wilson being RB two, but it kind of being a running back by committee, having Mosser and Jeff Wilson split carries which I would personally hate because I have Raheem <laughs> on my fantasy football teams, uh, but it's a, it's a great, it was a really good team who just got a lot better both by getting back to a Tuck of Iloa and adding Robert Quinn.
3: My number five team.
2: Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the fade this podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: How about them Dallas Cowboys? Ow. Ow. Good. Best offensive showing from the season for them so far against the Bears last week. Dak Prescott looked good. Tony Pollard's yes. running the ball like a madman. Did you bad know? Man. So, Tony
1: Pollard had the three rushing touchdowns, something Zeke has never done in a single game? He's better
3: than Zeke. I mean, wow. I
2: mean
3: maybe not all time. Maybe Zeke was better in his yeah, prime. Yeah, at his prime. But sure. I, right now, it's malpractice to give Zeke carries and take him, I away, agree. And take him away from Tony. This is
1: not the same thing that's going on in Pittsburgh, right? Now,
3: now Zeke was hurt last week. So, yeah. Tony got all well, That's what I'm the saying. In his first start. And had he three touchdowns. dominated. So if you're going to continue to run, I'm not saying that you bench Z completely, but it's got to be 70-30 as far as the split's concerned. And yeah, Tony, Tony I like Pollard's that favored. It's a good number. Uh, defensively, they gave up some points against the Bears, for, actually. But, you know, when the offense is blowing I, I a team out like that, yeah, you right. kind of fall asleep, When you right? put up
1: 40 points, I think— You kind of qu- stop trying. Yeah.
3: I think you're okay. I mean, look at the Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe I'm not as aggressively pursuing this A-gap as much as I used look
1: to. Look at the Philadelphia
3: Eagles. They pull Jalen Hurts with 10 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. Yeah, so I think there might have been some checking out of the Cowboys on the defensive side of the ball. But they're an impressive team, and I've been saying the Niners are the second-best team in the NFC. I would not argue with your point that it's the Cowboys. They are really checking every box, stayed afloat, and then some when Dak was injured. And now he's 100% back and lighting up the scoreboard. So offensively, they've got firepower. Defensively, they can stop anybody in the league. That's a recipe for a Super Bowl contender if I've ever heard one. Yeah, I mean, it's a good team.
1: And now, again... Terms of value, we know just how valuable Dak Prescott is. I mean, they were staying afloat with Cooper Rush, but they they lost to the Eagles because Cooper Rush threw what three interceptions in mm-hmm. that game. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know he if they turned lose back that into a pumpkin. I don't know if they lose that game if Dak Prescott starts no, because it was still close even after. the yeah, three right. Interceptions. So. I mean, they came back toward. I mean, it, Philly jumped up to what like a twenty-four to six lead or twenty. Yeah, and then they just seven kind of to six. whittled just, away. Yeah, at they
3: it. did. I think Dak can lead that team to a comeback against I, Philly. I think the most likely spot where Philly loses a game is to Dak in Dallas. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think they're capable for sure.
1: Uh so my number five team, I have the third best team, who I believe to be the third best team in the NFC. I have the San Francisco 49ers at my number five. I told you they jumped. I told you they jumped. This is this is a, a combination of another win and adding McCaffrey. I mean, you add that kind of guy to your offense, you see the change. You see how—we know how good of an offense Kyle Shanahan can lead, and it just gets so much more dangerous, so much more unknown by the opposing DA defenses, right? They have to be guessing who's going to get the ball here. Is it going to be McCaffrey? Is it going to be Debo? Is it going to be Jimmy G? George Kittle? Even Brandon Ayuk got involved. Brandon Ayuk was the one who caught the pass yeah. from Christian McCaffrey. It's gonna go in any which direction. That that is, I think I know we've given so much credit to Mahomes and Kansas City for their offense, but I think that offense does so well because of the talent of Mahomes. I really think the best offense is San Francisco because you don't have that all-star or all-pro caliber level of at quarterback, but the ball could go anywhere and they're still putting up the points. So yeah, I not get, to
3: take anything away from a reader, be enemy. I, mm-hmm. I think Shanahan is at the top of the class when yeah. it comes to scheming an offense yep. and, and devising offensive game plans. I think he's the best at it in the NFL right now.
1: So it was a big jump for San Francisco because they were the number my number 11 team last week and my, my first team with my JDQ MTC. They jumped all the way to number five. But again, uh, Christian McCaffrey, we saw the difference it takes for playing with a team for more than just one day. Right, He was signed Friday afternoon. Two days later, they got blown out by Kansas City. Now he had a full week under his belt, and you saw how dangerous that offense is with him actually knowing the playbook, being familiar with his teammates. It's a really great offense. And again, the defense is,
3: has not skipped a beat, really. I mean, sure, they got blown out by Kansas City, but that was really it. Yeah, one last thing on since we're talking about Shanahan. How in the hell is Mike Shanahan not in the Hall of Fame? The dad. The dad. Two Super Bowls. Yeah.
1: One and he an played an dude Where was he the, the assistant for?
3: Uh, I don't I'm not sure where he was the assistant for, but he was the head coach for Denver. Yeah, right. With Elway, J- J- yeah. I, I mean, dude, not just, you know, that record itself, that resume itself deserves a Hall of Fame ring and a Hall of Fame jacket. Just look at what's happened in football since. Like, you can trace it back to Shanahan oh, yeah. having a huge influence on the way that offense is played in the modern day.
1: Is his son better, though?
3: Get a couple rings, and then yeah. we'll talk about it. Yeah, okay. It. Number four well, for me— Well, have a Hall of Fame quarterback. Maybe that <laughs> could <can laughs> help. Hey, number four for me, <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs.
1: I, I hate
2: you so Can't much. Can't put them above my Vikings I hate yet. you so much, I, Chiefs dude. Chiefs didn't
3: play this week, so we're still operating off of what they did last week, which was just obliterate the San Francisco 49ers in San Fran. They're on Sunday Night Football this week against the Tennessee Titans— The Chiefs are that—like, the Bills and the Eagles on that top tier that we keep talking about, they're Mm -hmm. the exciting ones, right? Bills always knocking on that door of the past couple years. Are they finally going to bust it down? The Eagles are the surprise to the party. We didn't expect them to be there. The Chiefs are the boring one. They're like the Warriors in basketball Mm -hmm. now. They're always freaking good. You take away Tyreek Hill, it doesn't matter. Their offense might be even better without him. They'll be there— In the end, it's going to take a Bills team in the divisional round, a Bills team in the championship game to knock them out of the playoff. I think they're weaker in some spots this year than they have been in the past, but I think Mahomes in the offense is the best deodorant you can have for any— Mahomes and Kelsey, really, is the best deodorant you can Mm -hmm. have for any of your shortcomings. Um, Do I think the Chiefs are better than the Vikings? Maybe. But 6-1 versus 5-2, I'll give the edge to the Vikings for now.
1: I know you will, and— once they lose, I mean, again, we said their first. Once the Vikings lose, they'll drop to the to the Bills. But you won't give them too much lack of a credit. What if they beat the Bills? Well, then you gonna make them number one. I wanna maybe like they're top three. <laughs> if they can beat the Bills, yeah, for sure in Buffalo, for sure. The Bills one loss, oh, it was against Miami. Yeah, Miami,
3: pretty good. Maybe Miami will be number one. Maybe oh, they
1: were number two at one point for me. Anyways, my number 14 is the
3: Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys, yep, right. I know
1: where. you're about Yeah, it's pretty obvious where mine is from here on out. But the Dallas Cowboys, like I said, I'm happy to put San Francisco right there as the third best team. But Dallas right now has played a more complete season. As you said, there was a blowout loss to Kansas City. There was a weird fluky loss to Atlanta a couple of weeks ago by San Francisco. Give San Fran... A couple of weeks to rattle off three, four, five wins in a row, and then I may, I might put them ahead of Dallas. But if Dak is out there, and I've said this, I said this all off season long. If Dallas is out there healthy, Dallas wins that division. That's clearly Not wrong now, because yeah. we, I at least underestimated the the prowess of Jalen Hurts. But if you have, if you're Dallas and you have Dak, you're a playoff team. And you're one of the best teams in, in your conference, if not the league, if you have them available. It's just that Philly's having a really great season. Hats off to the Philadelphia, the city of Philadelphia right
3: now. Nah, screw
1: the city of Philadelphia. I mean, they just won a second game in keep the world. Keep your hats on. Two, 2 1 lead in the World Series. You're eight and 7 0, and oh, 8 0? Oh?
3: 7 0. Oh. Yeah, keep your hats on. I mean, six are four and four. What's going on there? I... Yeah, well, they start off one and of four. So, <laughs> uh, my number three team is the Minnesota Vikings. Right. <laughs> Love those Vikings. Uh, again, I don't necessarily. Well, I do know what they do well. They have a really good offense. Quarterbacks question mark, but they run the hell out of the ball with Dalvin Cook and Madison, and they've got a great wide receiver in Jefferson. Thielen's been upsetting this year. I'll yeah, say that. But big may- drop maybe off. maybe he jumps. Catches fire in the second. Do you half like of the year. addition? Oh, I love the addition of, of T.J. TJ Hawkinson. I think that's one of the more under the radar trades. Absolutely. I and agree. a really dumb trade from the, the Lions. Why are you, Why are you, are you trading in your, the division?
1: Maybe you're I mean not your best because I think Amon Ross A. Brown's their best receiver. He is. But number two on that team is to your division
3: rival. Yeah. And not only that, it's not like, you know, oh, I look at the Vikings and it's like, well, they're like the Packers. They'll be done in a year or two with their winning. No. And then we'll be good by then. Like if you get good next year, if you get, the Vikings will be here for five years, I think, right. at least. A so, as,
1: if Justin Jefferson is still there, if Kirk Cousins doesn't fall off, and if Dalvin Cook doesn't
3: fall off. And now you have Hawkinson, too. Yeah, like, right. Like that, that'll, that'll be the, You just helped the team that's going to win your division this year potentially have the favorite of your division for the next five years.
1: You know, a lot of people, mm-hmm. for fantasy football purposes, were looking at T.J. Hawkinson as the as the next Gronk or the next Kelsey to be a huge receiving threat. And he never did it because he was playing in Detroit. You put him with Kirk Cousins, who, yeah, he's not the best winner. Maybe this year he is, but he's a good fit. he's a good guy who distributes the football. I mean, even before Justin Jefferson, it was Adam Thielen and Stefon Diggs who both ate right and Dalvin Cook at the same time. And then you swap Jeff- Jefferson for Diggs. Up until this year, Jefferson and Thielen were both having great se- would have great seasons, and then. Dalvin Cook also would as the running back. And now you plug in T.J. Hawkinson. T.J. Hawkinson really could establish himself as one of the better pass-catching tight ends in the league with, finally, a competent quarterback throwing him
3: the football. All right, your number three team is the Chiefs, obviously. Yeah,
1: Kansas City Chiefs at number three, pretty
3: pretty obvious. And then we're going to go number two, the Buffalo Bubba Bills. Bills. yeah. Okay, I was worried there a little I, bit. I, I wouldn't have been worried. And then number one is your Philadelphia yep. Eagles. Your, your oh. Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Everybody's Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> I think we're getting to the point now where we're going to see leading first take on Mondays. Are the Eagles going to go undefeated? It's getting, I think you've it's already getting seen getting to it. that point. You've right? already seen it. The, we, we throw the schedule graphic up on the screen. We throw the ESPN, FPI, Football Power Index ratings. Like They have a 60% chance to win this game. They have a mm-hmm. 75% chance to win this game. I have to imagine that if you looked at their percent chance to go undefeated, according to models, it's over 50% right now.
1: Yeah. No, because we've, like we've done it on this show, and we've said the only two that you could
3: legitimately point to are the Dallas game and the Giants game. And then also th- the Giants game counts for what I'm about to say because it's the end of the year. Throw in that little extra nugget of week 17, week 18. Week 18, you're, yeah. I would even say week 17 if you're rolling. If you're 15-0. and 0, you might have a three game lead on your division. Right. But I, we're just saying the final week of the season in week 18 is definitely one where you look at Gardner Minshew time. Yeah. So Boston Scott, Gardner Minshew. But they considering how beat deep that team is, is it good enough? Is their backups better? That's a question that needs to be asked. Hey, check out the Steelers Week in Review. It's hosted by Wesley Euler, and it's a recap of the previous game as well as a look at the Steelers' next opponent. The new episodes drop every Tuesday, so one's out there for you right now. It's available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's bye week. Powers of B said no shows on Friday. Mm -mm. You're off on Friday. They uh, they no soup for you to us on our show. No show for you. So instead, we're going to light the fire a little early. We're going to do our Fireside Friday on a Wednesday in the next episode, preview week nine of the NFL season. I need it because it's kind of cold out. You got, you need it too because you're on fire when it comes to the Ooh. triple
2: play. So we'll give you
3: picks. We'll talk about the week nine action. Steelers are on a bye, of course, so it's all NFL all the time this Sunday if you're a Steelers fan. He's Jacob Brecht. I'm Tom Opperman, and this is the Steelers Standard.